Welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Butner. I know it's been a while. I apologize. Your auntie, your favorite auntie has been traveling the world and life has been lifing, but I'm back. So the last time I was here, we were doing the Lamin series and we did about four episodes of the Lamin series. I have had so many DMs come through. I was like, all right, you know what? We just got to get into it because now my people are starting to think that I'm ignoring their DMs and I'm not. So we're going to have a fresh new DM series and I'm just going to jump right in because we got so many DMs and y'all have to hear the stories that are coming in. So I'm going to start with this one. Jump right into it. It says, hi, auntie. Who's your auntie? I'm not your auntie. Okay. Okay. It goes, hi, auntie. I am I am a sexy young woman with a big butt, big boobs, and great legs. I give Kim Kardashian a run for her money. Okay. Every year when it's December, my girls and I get in shape and we get ready to welcome all the semesters coming to town. So for the people who don't know what semesters are, semester is basically the diaspora that are living outside of the Gambia, whether it's in Europe or America or Asia, wherever the hell you're coming from, you're Gambian, but you don't live in Gambia. You come down for the Christmas break and those people are called semesters. Okay. So it's about four of us, but sometimes we will allow one or two other girls roll with us. We spend, we send private invitations to a few guys that we know are really balling. A lot of these semesters come for holidays, but don't really have more than $2,000 to spend for their entire stay. Shade. We do our due diligence and vet the guys well, well. Before we invite them over, we rent out luxury apartments, typically three bedrooms. We refurnish the apartment because most of these fully furnished apartments have cheap, ugly furniture. We make sure the aesthetics are luxurious and high class. All the girls have lived abroad and have real foreign accents. So the guys we deal with know that they can't get over on us. We are not some local girls who have never left Gambia and can be easily fucked over. We all have the best name brand, clothes, shoes, bags, and jewelry. We have a name, but only our exclusive invited guests get to know that. Three of us are professional strippers from the United States, and we can work a pole. We install our own poles when we rent the apartments. So what do we get once we get the invitation? Well, we pick you up and drive you to our apartment. We provide premium drinks and great food. We dance and provide entertainment. For bedroom activities, we charge $2,500. We typically make between $10,000 to $15,000 per party. Okay, y'all heard it. Um... There's a <laughs> there's a stripper Gambian crew, and these girls have lived abroad, and uh, they're now back in the U uh, back in Gambia, and during semester season in December when the semesters come, they have um, private invitations that they send out to guys that they know are balling, not the guys that are coming to Gambia acting like they got money but they only got two thousand dollars to spend 
for their entire vacation. They're not interested in those kind of guys. They're interested in the guys that are really balling. And according to them, they really do their due diligence and vet. So it seems like they target the guys they're interested in who they know they have money. They send private invitations. They pick you up. They bring you to their own apartment, which they've rented and refurnished. And it goes down. It seems like. And these girls are making money. So, uh, according to, to this, they are making between ten dollars to $15,000 per party. So somebody, somebody's going to these things and paying these girls. Now, there's no question. There's no auntie, what can I do? There's no auntie, nothing. It's just letting me know that there's an exclusive stripper crew in Gambia that are doing their thing and making their money. So we're going to keep it moving. All right. This next letter says, hi, auntie. Again, who's your auntie? This semester season, I got involved with a Gambian American that came home for a month. He lived one street away from my house. We met at the corner shop and his accent gave him away. The way he was speaking that good American English, I knew right away that he was a semester. He asked my name and we started talking. We exchanged numbers and he began to text and call me right away. He was about 10 years older than me. I just graduated high school and have no plans for college because my parents can't afford it. I have been looking for jobs, but so far, no luck. This guy started taking me out on dinner dates, lunch dates, brunch, and drinks. Things I have never experienced before. He would buy me dresses, drop it off at my house so that I can have nice things to wear. He would give me money every single day. He never took me to places where all of the other semesters like to frequent, like Tamala, Envy, Senegambia, Ngala Lodge, Coco Ocean, Cassie's, The Village, or Fajara. No, no, no. He would take me to very low-key spots that were nice, but not crowded. He would take me for long drives and we end up at the beach. He would be very prepared and bring everything we would need. I had an amazing time with him. We had sex after one week of hanging out and he was very freaky. He had sex toys. He liked dripping desserts on me and licking it off. Anyway, I totally fell in love with him and he said he loved me too. Auntie, you will be disappointed, but I was having unprotected sex and we never got tested. The day after he left, I called to check if he arrived, but his number was not working. I realized I only had his Gambian number. I checked on social media, but his accounts I was following him on were deleted. I never met any of his friends or family um, but I knew where he lived, so I stopped by to ask him to ask about him, but I was told he was only renting the house for a month. We had sex all over that house, and he always said his parents went out. Auntie, I am pregnant, and I can't find the guy that knocked me up. I don't know what to do. The guard of the house told me that two other girls came there with their parents looking for him because the girls were pregnant as well. I am hiding my pregnancy so my parents have no idea. 
Gambian guys from abroad are wicked. Did you take so okay? Whew, child. All right. So you got you got God. That's what happened here, my sister. You got God. This guy is good. First of all, um he is the kind of person that targeted you, understood that you were young and inexperienced, and took advantage of that. Um, he probably also, you know, assessed what kind of family you come from and was like, all right, this is somebody that I probably will be able to get over on. And it seems like he was successful. You were impressed by things like him dropping you off some dresses and some nice things to wear. He was taking you to places where other semesters were not at. Like, And that should have been a red flag to you. Like, why can't we go to Tamala where everybody else is going? Why can't we go to Envy where everybody else is going? Why you keep taking me to all these spots where it's just the two of us, like you're hiding me? That should have been a red flag for you. Um, unfortunately, some of these guys do do that. They come to Gambia, they have a phone, but the phone is with a Gambian SIM card. And the minute they leave, you know, they toss that SIM card and you don't have their number abroad. So now you can't communicate with them. Because they were there just to hit and quit. Unfortunately, he didn't just hit and quit. He hit and left his seed. And from this, you're saying that there's two other girls from two different families that came to that same house looking for him. So this was his MO. He was going around looking for young girls and doing this to them. So young girls have to be very careful. But also, like, I always say most of these young girls don't have nobody to talk to. helal. Nobody is sitting these little girls down and talking to them. They just say, close your legs. Don't look at a boy. Don't have sex. Don't do anything. Wait for marriage. Like, clearly that's not working. So we got to do better with talking to our girls. We got to do better with making sure that, you know, we're, we're warning them about men like this. Um, so, yeah, you're asking me what to do. I'm thinking at this point, since you're pregnant, I know you don't want to hear this, but you might have to bring your parents into the picture. Um, also, my next question is pictures. Did you take pictures with this nigga? If you took pictures with this nigga, you'll be able to find his ass because Gambia is only so small. Okay. A little bit detective work, a little bit FBI, CIA, a little bit scrolling through social media. You're going to find his ass. Ask around, you're going to find his ass. And once you do, figure out where his family lives and have your parents pull up. Because you can't just come to Gambia, knock people's daughters up, fly back to wherever the fuck you live in, and act like you didn't do nothing. Like, that's just not right. And also, ugh, it's so disgusting with these guys. It's like, this is your people. Like, you're doing this to your people. These are your fellow Gambians. Really? disgusted. Anyway, my advice to you is if you did take pictures and I'm sure you took pictures cause you're young and y'all love the camera. Um, whatever pictures you posted of you and he, or whatever pictures you have of him start asking around. And at this point you might have to get your parents involved. I'm sorry, sis. <sighs> he probably also gave you a fake name. I'm sure whatever name he was going by is not 
is not his real name, especially since he deleted all his social media posts and whatnot. Also, you should have gone through, scroll through his social media. If it looks a little bit fishy, sis, that's a red flag. Like if all he's got on there is just some recent pictures or like two, three pictures. I don't know. I don't know. You ladies just have to really open your eyes and be very mindful of these guys that are predators because that's exactly what he is. He's a predator and there's many more. So, and for the aunties and, and, and the moms and the big sisters, you know, we gotta, we gotta talk to our little sisters. We gotta talk to our daughters, you know, just telling them to close their legs and wait for, for marriage is, is not the business. All right, moving on. Um, this one says, hi, auntie. This past December, I'm telling you guys, yo, semester season, she, semester season be doing something. Like, niggas be coming to semester season ready to just ratatatata, huh? spread their seed everywhere. And the girls are ready to receive them because you think you're going to get a dollar or two. But it's not worth it. And um, let me go back to that other girl before I even start this new one. You had talked about how... You know, you went and had sex with him unprotected. You don't know what this nigga's coming with. You don't know who he's been fucking in that country that he's coming from. You don't know what diseases he's coming with. And you just open your legs for him because he bought you some dinner and bought you some clothes and took you to brunch. Come on. We got to value ourselves more. Like, it's not just dinner and, and some dresses here and there. You're going to open your legs and give it up. Especially without protecting yourself. I mean, if you want to fuck, no problem. Get your fuck on, but protect yourself. I'm just saying. All right, let me move on. Let me move on. So this one says, hi, auntie. Who's your auntie? I am not your auntie. Call me sister, I beg. Because all you people that are telling me, calling me auntie, you're all fucking. That means you're old enough to be fucking. That means I cannot be your mother. And I cannot be your auntie. Okay? So call me sister. <laughs> Okay, let's go into this next letter. This one says, hi, auntie. This past December, I agreed to do something I knew was a bad idea. Oh, shit. <laughs> but I was trying to impress my cousins who flew in from Europe. I told him that I like four of their guy friends and would allow them to run a train on me. Oh, shit. I already have a bad feeling about this one. I had never done something like this before and I was nervous. At some point, I wanted to change my mind and just tell them no, but I also felt like it was too late. I had picked a date and I was going to be doing this at my cousin's apartment because whenever they come, they stay at hotels or apartments by the beach. All four guys are also from Europe. And they all know each other. They were all excited and I didn't want to let them down. So the night of the train, I drank a lot and the girls left me in the apartment with them. <laughs> Excuse me. We started with two guys. One put his dick in my mouth while the other one was fucking me in the ass. Okay. The other two guys were still in the living room drinking and smoking. The first two guys were so rough with me. I got dizzy. The next thing I knew, <laughs> I was throwing up on the dick and had diarrhea at the same time. 
<laughs> the guys ran out of the room screaming like girls. No one came to help me. They washed up and left. I passed out and woke up to my cousin shaking me at 8 a.m. after they just got back from a long night of partying. They helped me clean myself up and clean up the mess. I went back to my parents' house and never went out for the rest of the month. I was embarrassed and didn't want to run into those guys again. I also didn't want to see my cousins and her friends. This chaga life is not for me. <laughs> I am going to stay single until I get married to a nice local Gambian boy. <laughs> oh my God. Listen, they done traumatized this girl. Okay. Whoo. Okay, let's go back. So this girl said that her cousin came to town from Europe. And, uh, so she told her cousin that she wanted four guys that also came down from Europe to run a train on her. I don't know why you would think it's a good idea to have four niggas run a train on you. But anyway, so you got mad nervous, but you didn't want to change your mind. Cause now you didn't want to look uncool. So you're like, yeah, I'm just going to go through with it. So you drink and I'm sure you're not a drinker. So you drank too much. I'm not even sure what combination of drinks you put together. Then the four guys came to the apartment. Your cousin and her friends left to go clubbing and left you in the apartment with two, four guys, all of whom were well aware that they were about to run a train on you. So you started with two guys. One put their dick in your mouth. The other one put their dick in your ass. So because they were so rough with you, you got dizzy. You started feeling sick and bitch started shitting from her asshole and throwing up from her mouth. So one dick had poop on it and the other dick had throw up on it. <laughs> and you know what? Good for them. <laughs> and I'm sorry for you, my sister, but I hope you've learned your lesson. Stop trying to act like you want to impress these young guys that are coming from Europe by doing things that you think European or American girls are doing. So you want to show that you're bad. You want to show that you can get down. You want to show that, you know, you're freaky. Now you got a nigga's dick in your mouth, a nigga's dick in your ass. You done drank too much. And now you're throwing up and shitting all over the fucking place. So these punk ass niggas, ran out of the room, left this girl by herself. And then the, the other two guys also left. So all four guys left and this girl was passed out. Like just imagine if she choked on her throw up. She could have died there. Sis, it is not worth it. Like what were you going to get from this? Like even let's say it was successful and they ran a train on you. Like is that the reputation you want? That's the girl that niggas can run train on? Like, come on. Again, I go back to my mothers and my aunties and my big sisters. Y'all got to talk to these girls. Y'all got to talk to them so that they can learn to have value in themselves and understand that they're not just sex toys for boys to play with. Sis, listen, Shh, you're lucky. You're lucky that when your cousin came back from clubbing with her girlfriends, they found you. They were able to clean you up, clean up the mess, 
help you get home and you're safe and alive to even tell this story today because things could have gone a whole nother way. And we would have been talking about a body being found in an apartment because you choked on yourself and while you were throwing up and there was no one there to help you, you know? So, Jaruko, Luko Fijar, Lanmoko Fijar, Gina Jai, Ne Yendingen Ragalulen, Dijaine, Yendingen Yeme, Dijaine. Like, what, like, what were you trying to get out of this? Like, were you getting a trophy? Bitch, were you getting paid? Like, where's the millions? Like, why? Why? Anyway. Whew, child. All right. Do we have one, one time for one more? All right, let's do one more. This one says, hey, girl. Hey, girl. See, I love when y'all call me, hey, girl. Don't be calling me anti-aging me. I'm very young. So this one says, hey, girl, I love your podcast. Thank you. I listen every time I go for my walks. I am a married woman with three children and a husband. I live abroad and decided to come to Gambia in December. I reconnected with an ex-boyfriend on Facebook and he told me he was going back home. So this was our chance to meet up in person. Once in Gambia, we met and all our old feelings came back. Oh, this was overwhelming. We talked all night and didn't want to leave each other. We sat on the beach and watched the sunrise. It was beautiful. He is also married with children back in Europe. So we decided to just enjoy our time together in Gambia. He moved in with me in the apartment I was renting. We fell in love all over again and we want to leave our current spouses and give our relationship a chance. We have both gone back to our respective countries, but we talk all the time and we always cry because of how hard it is being apart from each other. Sister Anna, my heart breaks every time I have to sleep with my husband. I feel like I'm cheating on him. I took a short-term disability leave from work and I'm going to his country for a month to be with him. He rented us a nice cottage and we are going to spend more quality time together and make final decisions on what to do with our spouses. I am ready to divorce my husband and I think he's ready to divorce his wife too. <laughs> we <laughs> We somebody come help my sister. Sister, let me tell you something. First of all, I am sure your husband is completely unaware of all this sneaky shit you're doing behind his back. You're a married woman with three children. You got a husband. This nigga got a wife. I think you said, and children back in Europe. Yep, you said he's married with children back in Europe. Okay, y'all been sneaky, sneaky. You go to Gambia, y'all meet up. And, and of course, you go sit on the beach, watch the sunrise and all this shit. Y'all are fucking. That means you're both cheating on your spouses and you're both married. And you're telling me you fell in love all over again. Now you go back to your respective countries and you're still sneaking around, calling each other, crying over the phone to each other. Now, my girl, you're telling me that sleeping with your husband, you feel like you're cheating on him. Are you mad? You're sleeping with your husband, but you feel like you're cheating on your side dude 
<laughs> when your husband's fucking you. <laughs> you people will not finish me, oh. <laughs> well, okay. So you took short-term disability leave. Now you go to see him in Europe. He rents a cottage. Y'all are back to your sneaky fucking ways. And now you're like, all right, you leave your wife. I leave my husband. And then we're going to be together. Are you sure about this? Sis, I want you to just pump the brakes on this situation. What you're doing is having an affair. Calm all the way down. Take several motherfucking seats. You're not the first bitch to have an affair in their marriage. This nigga is not the first nigga to have an affair in his marriage. So things are new and exciting. It's gonna die down. Your marriage is... Only God knows how long you both have been in your marriages. You also have children to consider. So let this be what it is, which is a fling. When you come back from your cottage that this nigga has rented for y'all, reevaluate. Take a piece of paper. Write all the good things about your marriage. Write all the good things about your husband. Write all the good things about your family life and setting. And then write the good things about this man. That's all you can do because you can't write about what things are going to be like when you leave your husband and, and, and get with this nigga. And you don't know if he's going to leave his wife. I don't know a lot of men that have affairs and actually leave their wives to go be with the other bitch. I know, I know, I know. King Charles has fucked it up for everybody. Now all the side bitches think that the man is going to marry you. It very rarely happens like that. Okay, so I want you to just take a hard look at yourself, take a hard look at your life, your marriage, your partnership, your children, and the damage that this is going to do and the ugliness that's going to come out of this because you're both cheating. Sis, this is my thing. My advice for you is after the cottage, come home and just cut it off. All the excitement that you have with this nigga, put that in your marriage. All the freaky shit that you're doing with this nigga, do that with your husband. If you and your husband have been married for so long that, you know, the marriage is not exciting anymore, infuse some excitement in there. Go out to date night with your husband. Tell him what you want from him so that he can work to also make the marriage better. But don't throw away all those years of marriage. And don't damage your children over some dick. And I'm very sure this nigga's not going to leave his wife. He's not. Something tells me, you didn't mention, but something tells me that this nigga's probably married to a white woman. This, 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 your side nigga from Europe. I'm sure he's married to a white woman. Now, if you're married for love and the man that you're with is a real situation, it's not a paper situation. Then Togas is a saving a samako. That's my advice. Stay in your marriage. Find out how to infuse that energy and excitement that you're missing from your marriage, that you're getting from this affair. Put it into your marriage and see how you can work on that. I'm telling you, my sister, if you're mad enough to leave your husband and your children and you think this nigga is going to leave his wife, You'll be very disappointed. You'll be heartbroken. And then when you want to come back, your husband's not going to have you. So you're going to end up the loser. It's not worth it. 
juggling two dicks is not easy. So, you know, I, I think you, you got your priorities all wrong. Sleeping with your husband is not cheating on your side dude. Sleeping with the side dude is cheating on your husband. Don't get it twisted. Okay? All right, sis. All right, guys. I have many more DMs. I'm going to be bringing them. I'm going to make sure that I don't leave a lot of space between the time that this airs to the next episode. The DM series is on and popping. There's so many more DMs that... I need y'all to understand that I'm here with you. I'm receiving them. I got them. I'm going to share all of them. I did not forget you. I'm not ignoring you. I love y'all for sending me your stories and we're going to keep it going. Thank you all for listening.